You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork. You know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-659-7980. 800-659-7980. 800-659-7980. That's 800-659-7980. You've got the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, April 21st. I'm Donald Ware. Generally, it's, of course, it is the hump day edition, and generally we'll transition to get you set for week 10. But big news in HBCU football, Dawson Odoms, the now former head coach at Southern, resigned to take the position at Norfolk State. Finished Southern with a 58 and 31 record. I think this is an interesting move from a number of different perspectives. A, yes, Southern this year did not make it, did not win the Western Division, had won the Western Division the last couple of years. He now moves to Norfolk State, where the MEAC is sort of hanging on in some respects in terms of even fielding, uh, having a, not fielding a conference, but having enough football teams to even uh, play for maybe the FCS playoffs. We'll see ultimately how the Celebration Bowl goes, but six teams, we'll see ultimately uh, what happens. But I think he's coming to a Norfolk State program that if all the players stay like the quarterback, extremely sound, right, coming into this season. I I think he'll put his stamp on it. He's coming back east. He's a guy that is from the state of North Carolina, a lot of his coaching career, most of his coaching career prior to going to Southern was spent on the East Coast, Georgia Southern, Gardner-Webb, Clark Atlanta as the head coach on the on an interim basis back in 2004, Bethune-Cookman, North Carolina A&T before he ultimately went to Southern. I remember it vividly in 2012. Uh, two games into the season for Southern, an ESPNU game against Mississippi Valley State. Southern looked absolutely atrocious in that football game. Ultimately, uh, Stump Mitchell was let go, and the interim coach was, of course, Dawson Odoms. He immediately, immediately made an impact on that football team immediately made an impact on that football team. That that football team was a disaster. Ultimately finished 4 and 5 that season, tied for second in the West. Then the next year, Southern won the SWAC championship. And it's been solid, I think, for Southern since then. Now you'll talk to some alumni who aren't necessarily happy. I heard rumblings maybe going back some 3 years ago where Southern alumni some uh, not necessarily happy with Dawson Odoms and I, I you know at the time I thought to myself 
I, I you know, you, you can't you, you just can't please everybody. Right. I mean, I think, yes, it had been a couple of years since Southern had won a SWAC championship. No doubt about it. But Southern was on the right path. Sometimes there are just football teams and football programs that are just better. You look at Grambling, 2016 HBCU National Champions, 2017 won the Western Division, won the SWAC championship, played in the Celebration Bowl again. Sometimes Grambling was just a better football team. You look at 2018 and 2019 when Southern made it back to the SWAC championship game. Well, guess what? Alcorn State was just a better football team, just had a better program, had nothing to do with the coaching or anything like that. I think Dawson Odoms did an absolutely tremendous job. Post or pre-Dawson Odoms, the Southern program was in very bad shape. What didn't, didn't Southern alums run Pete Richardson out of Southern? How did that work out in between the time Pete Richardson was run, in essence, run out of Southern to the time that Dawson Odoms came to Southern. Not very not very well. You look at a, that Southern program, very proud, has a lot of support. That's the one thing about Southern. Probably, I mean, you can argue Southern, Jackson State, when you go on the road, who travels the most. I mean, I think, you know, Southern and Jackson. Southern has, the bottom line is Southern has a tremendous fan base tremendous so I get it you know they're going to be passionate but when you have a guy that has done a really good job and is building a program as a matter of fact going back a couple of years we ranked the southern recruiting class as one of the top recruiting classes in the country or uh, well I think maybe the top recruiting class in all of HBCU football I mean he's done a really good job he's got some really good players I mean you you know you look at the this this the uh, discovery of a guy like a, a Ladarius Skelton um, who was uh, in my mind or he was uh, the 2018 Boxer Row Impact player. So this, I mean, he's got good players. He's running a really good program. He's, you know, he's done a he's done a really good job. Uh, I think ultimately. And by the way, let's not forget. You want to talk about it on the FBS level? A lot of people talk about Michigan. John Harbaugh. He can't beat Ohio State. That's the rivalry. Michigan on Ohio State. Well, on the FCS level and specifically on the HBCU level, the Southern and and uh, Grambling rivalry is the rivalry in that Bayou Classic. Guess what? Dawson Odom's six and three, six and three in that rivalry, including the blowout win on Saturday in Shreveport, forty-nine to seven. He's won a SWAC champ, or he's won a SWAC championship. He's won, what, four Western Division championships. He's got a good program, has got good players. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, did the rumblings, I think the rumblings may have gone down a little bit the last couple of years, but I know going back three years ago, I was thinking to myself, I mean, wow. I mean, you look at the record, 58-31 and 31 overall, and then 49-15 and 15 in the SWAC. It's pretty good. With the SWAC championship, four Western Division crowns, uh, great recruiting classes, number one recruiting class in the box to row, HBCU, FCS recruiting class. I mean, I think he's done a tremendous job. Listen, he goes now to Norfolk State. He's back east. Norfolk State is 
and he's seen some things, I think, in Southern. Because when I look at Norfolk State, Norfolk State has a solid fan base, doesn't have the the fan base that Southern ultimately has. Um, but I think, listen, Southern uh, Norfolk State's got a 30,000-seat facility on campus. That is, I mean, I don't, I mean, have they, I, I don't know if they've ever had 30,000. I mean, they've had, you know, I don't know, but it's got, it's the, at least at one time, I don't know about now, but was the biggest on-campus facility in all of FCS football. You got to put people in the stands. I've seen now, he's had a chance to see maybe the culture with respect to Southern. I think Norfolk State, the fan base is a solid fan base. It travels decently. I think it wants to get behind Norfolk State. And this is the thing. A&T is leaving. Florida A&M is leaving. Bethune-Cookman is leaving. You look at that, and those when you look when I look at those three programs, A&T obviously the best program out of the three over a time span. You can say the last five or six years. Bethune-Cookman very very consistent, very consistent. Shared the the championship. Terry Sims his first year as the head coach. And then you look at Florida A&M, would have been MEAC champions on last year. Now it's wide open. So even South Carolina State, still very good. North Carolina Central is going to have something to say about it. But it's wide open now in the MEAC. You bring a Dawson Odoms into that situation, right? You bring uh, a situation where uh, he's, you know, he's gotten some things done, has had some success can get the fan base a little bit more behind. Good recruiting right in Virginia. He's going to do an excellent job in recruiting. This is a great move, a great pickup for Norfolk State. Now, who will be the next head football coach at Southern? Does Southern go in the trend that a Tennessee State is gone, as a Jackson State is gone, and hire a high-profile coach that maybe hasn't had any experience, high-profile in the National Football League. It's going to you know, rally that, that Southern fan base, bring in, generate some revenue. Or does Southern go with an established coach? I mean, I, you know, even if I look at the D2 ranks in the HBCUs, wh- what about a Reginald Ruffin? How, how would that look, a Reginald Ruffin from Miles has built a great program. First ever uh, SIAC championship in 2011. Miles has won it. He's won four SIAC championships, has led Miles to two NCAA Division II playoff appearances, has done a tremendous job. Miles was not much before Reginald Ruffin became the head football coach there. Is that a good move, right, uh, for Southern? Would that make sense? Uh, if you're Southern, there's some other coaches that are out there as well that would love the opportunity to coach uh, at Southern that have d- has done really good jobs that have, you know, that have, have been more established coaches. What trend or, or what direction does Southern go in? Do, do they go in the trend of what other schools are doing or do you go in the ranks of coaches that have had success, success even if it's been on the Division two level? Uh, Reginald Ruffin is certainly one of those coaches. I mean, we don't talk enough, I think, about Reginald Ruffin and the job he has done uh, at Miles, right? Uh, SIAC football is really, really good. You know, we'll see ultimately how it plays out for Southern. Interesting move. Um, I like it. If I'm Dawson Odoms, you don't want me here. All right, I'll bounce. Find me a, a, a solid job where I can build. And to me, the MEAC is wide open. He can come in and really win right away, I think, 
at Norfolk State, even though he's coming in the middle of a, of a uh, you know, he's got four months in essence, really less than that to prepare. I think he can get the job done. Your thoughts. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where you can find us on our website, BoxToRow.com. Don't forget to listen to the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row Hurt on a radio station near you. Also, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific time on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, as well as Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, that is 6 a.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM Channel 142 HBCU. Talk with you soon. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at box to row and on Facebook at From the Press Box to Press Row. And don't forget to tell your friends to check out all of the latest from Box to Row. Box to Row. Box to Row. Box to row.